Hi, this is the Hogging the Covers podcast, episode number one, numero uno for our Spanish listeners. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Jose. I'm Julie. My lovely wife, Julie, is next to me. Um, We're a married couple, of course. Hogging the Covers is a married podcast, and um, we've been married for six years. Today. Today, actually, is our anniversary, six-year anniversary, and um, we decided to do a podcast to share our knowledge... Or, or lack of knowledge. Or lack of knowledge. <laughs> lack thereof. Um, with uh, with anybody who will listen. And uh, I'm 29. I'm 27. Yeah, you had to think about that one. Um, we have one beautiful three-year-old daughter. Her name is Audrey. Um, and we just, uh, we're Christians. We enjoy being married. We love each other very much. Most of the time we enjoy being married. I always enjoy being married. <laughs> I do. I, I look at my single friends and I'm like, man, I really, you know what? They tell some stories, like some crazy stories, but I'm like, you know what? Still, I really enjoy being married because I don't want that craziness anymore. <laughs> I have enough craziness as it is. And, uh, we're going to be giving out a bi-weekly podcast yes. every other week. I work at Comcast, so save your jeers for later. Um, my wife is a lovely homemaker. Stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home homemaker. She makes the home, and she builds houses on her, on her, in her spare time, actually. <laughs> no. I craft. I have hobbies. She's an artist. And, A yeah. wonderful mother, among other things. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Compliments. Secret to Marriage, podcast over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, why do we want to do this? Because this we podcast. like we like to hear ourselves talk. Yes, that's pretty much it. That's the only well, reason. Well, you you I, like to hear you like to talk. hear yourself talk too. Apparently, no, no, you love it. You talked me into this, but we have definitely made a lot of mistakes in our marriage. Yes, as I think everybody does, because we're fallen people, and I think um, we're very open. You and I. Very open. And I don't see a reason not to be. I see if if somebody doesn't like us for who we are, then... To... That's what it is, you know? Sour I mean? lemons! <laughs> anyway. Lemon face. Lemon, lemon face. face. <laughs> lemon face. Lemon face. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, no, yeah, I mean, I think transparency is very important, you know, even within a marriage, of course, mm-hmm. as well as with, um, you know, your Christian community. fellowship it's, and uh, right, all that com- kind of I stuff. I think, honestly, in any community. Right. You know, some people would argue that being too open can scare people off and do this, you know, but if God's working through you and he wants you to be open, he'll give you the moment. It's not like you just... You walk into your boss's office and say, oh, I did this, and I'm this, and oh, man, I look at pornography all day, boss. No, that's not what you do. I mean, you just you say there's an opportunity where you come with close to somebody, and God just gives you that and says, hey, you need to say this. You need to speak your mind right now. And you do it, and there's a result from that, and that's that's all it is. you know. So I believe transparency is very important for any kind of relationship, especially your relationship with Christ. Which I think we all struggle with. But... Oh, yeah. It's the one you want to hide from the most. Yes. He's the one that can see everything, but you want to hide it from him, of course. But, yeah, I think we're we're doing this podcast because we want something fun to do together. And we know we've done a lot of mistakes and we'll continue to have a lot of mistakes in our marriage. But I think they're all learning opportunities. And I just hope that this reaches to people that think that they're the only ones that are messed up. Because I know I've felt that way many times. And um, and that's not the case. We're all messed up because we're 
we're all living in the world, and the world yeah. is a broken place right we now. We are all so. sinners. So. We're all sinners. We need to band together. Yeah. These sinners need to band together and try know, not to be sinners. Try, yeah. Today we're going to be talking about making your marriage a priority. Um, so, why do you need to make your marriage a priority? Sounds like a simple question, or a dumb question, I guess. You hear that, listeners? You're dumb. <laughs> <sighs> Making your marriage a priority is, is important because it's easy to lose it. It's easy to lose the, what is it, like the importance of your marriage. It's easy to get lost in the busyness of your day. It's just easy to put it kind of on the back burner and focus on your kids or your career or church or whatever. Oh, and especially if you think it's solid. Yeah. Because then you're like, well, I don't have to work on my marriage yeah, this, anymore. This is A yeah. plus material is. right here. So I can put this over here. It's good. It's It's got a high shelf life. Right. That's exactly. That's what it is. It's got, it's, got a, it's got an expiration date that's A. It's in the it's, it's, it's in the future. It's forever. Yeah. You know? So let's just put it up here. And this stuff, we got to deal with but right now. But my kid, they're growing up. Yeah, exactly. i got to feed them. And, and then, you know, my career, i got to grow my career and stuff in the church. There's all kinds of stuff that I need to do for the church. But my marriage, like, you know, we're not going to get a divorce exactly. or anything like that. So Slo- we'll just... Slowly your marriage is getting freezer burn. <laughs> and it exactly. smells a little bit like fish. Okay? I'm going to let you know right now. <laughs> So how do you how do you do that? I mean, that's difficult because I mean it's it sounds it, it's an easy question. Like how do you how do you make your marriage a priority? You don't right. you just spend some time together and that's it, right? You just think about each other all day. Well, we've come up with a few things that we think can help make your marriage a priority. Um, one of them is making time daily. Yes. To spend with each other, and this isn't just hey, let's watch uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. I know that was a show from like a couple years ago, but uh, I don't even like that show. I just came up with that show. <laughs> And it, it's not just, you know, when you sit down at the dinner table with your kids and stuff. This is this is separate time from the kids, from the career, from anything. That it's just you and your spouse one-on-one. Oh my gosh, that is impossible, Julia. That is impossible. How do you do that? Well, Jose and I have... <laughs> I love the face you made. <laughs> I was really dying to know, oh, it's impossible. <laughs> The, uh, Jose and I have, have made a point that Jose puts Audrey to bed, our little one, to bed at night, and after he's done with that, we sit down for at least 10 to 15 minutes, and we will either work on a couple's devotional, we pick out different books, and sometimes they seem a little corny, but we really learn a lot about each other that way, or we might just talk about the day, or what have you. I mean, I would encourage you... To have some kind of focus and not just leave it open for just, like, talking about your day and complaining about work. Because you really need to dig deep within those 10-15 minutes. But honestly, that's all you really have to do. 10-15 minutes a day, if you can do more, that's great. But 10-15 minutes a day really fills you up. You know, and it and it makes a difference for the rest of the week. Yeah, and I mean, I found it's it's even if you don't, so you know, you get in that mode where I don't want to talk, I yeah. don't want to do this, and and it just some of the sometimes they're corny. They're, you're right, they're very corny. Yeah, and maybe you know the or answer obvious. already, obvious stuff yeah. you're already doing, but it gets you talking about other things, yeah. and that's the important thing. And it gets you 
delving into not not like deep feelings where you're sitting there crying on the couch, but you're just talking about real stuff and learning more about your mate, which is something we've realized that you learn more about your mate as time goes on, even though you think you I mean you're married six years. You think you know everything about the other person. For ten, ten years. years, yeah. So you think you know everything about the other person, yeah. but you we're always learning about each other. Exactly. And, and it and it brings back that friendship. Sometimes you feel like you're losing that spark or anything like that, or it's like you just can't have the conversations that you used to, you can. You know, you just have to make the time for that. And, you know, we say, well, we're only going to do this for 15 minutes because Jose needs to go do his schoolwork. I need to do my own thing. I mean, we have stuff that we want to do or we want to do selfish things, whatever. And then it ends up into a... An hour and a half. Yeah, a conversation, <laughs> you know, or what have you. But, I mean, that's that's fantastic. And it's it's very important time, and I would not give it up. I don't, you know, I mean, you may you know, may bleed into something else you got to get done, but right. it's so important and it's so powerful to have that time. But so. it seems like a big commitment. I mean, 30, or not 30, but 15, 10, 15 minutes a day. That doesn't sound so scary, but thinking like sitting down every day with my spouse, I don't have time for that. So how well, do hey, we... Hey, I might not even like my spouse. I might not even like my spouse or... I mean, there's been times that you and I, you know, we know we have that time and you and I both look at each other and go, we don't want to do this, but we just, I don't know. We force ourselves to to do it and sit there and talk to each other. It's so (laughs) funny. You shouldn't have to force, sit there and force yourself to talk to someone you love very much, but you know, that's the way it is sometimes. But I mean, you know, once you get past that, I had to force myself to be here, mm-hmm. like with anything, you know, if you have to force yourself to be somewhere and you end up having fun, right. you know, the end result is really important. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, that time, making that time daily is very important. Mm-hmm. Another thing is, um, if you have children, mm-hmm. um, is making your marriage more of a priority than your children are. Which I know sounds a little crazy, especially for us moms, because children are our hearts, but, um... But it benefits your children. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I think the time that, you know, you're making your marriage strong so that your, your children can see the strength in your marriage and the strength in their parents. Plus they get that security. Security. I mean, it, it feeds into them so much. And they're going to see that mom and dad are a unit and unbreakable, right. you know? Well, it makes, and, it, and it, that spending that time together, making that a priority, making your marriage strong, making your, yourself, you, you and your spouse a team mm-hmm. and, and one person, it makes it easier to parent. Yeah. Because you're not going Once behind somebody's back. You know, yeah, yeah, you're not, well, you're not doing things like, well, mom said this, or dad said this. It's like right. you're on one team and you're spending time making your marriage cohesive right. to where your children can see that and know that they're not going to get over on anything, number right. one. You're going to set boundaries for your children. It makes parenting a lot easier. And yes. then your parents have something, to, I mean, your, your kids have something to look up to. Right. You know, a, a solid parental unit. Yeah. Definitely. So making yourself a priority over your children, I know it's hard. Because that's your child, you want to do everything for that child. But this is part of doing everything for exactly. that child. That's, and, and that's why you got to see it. And, and you, you cannot let the guilt, I mean, the guilt is just, it's not rational. It's not a rational guilt. I mean, I get that guilt, I definitely do. Um, there's times that I don't want to put Audrey to bed at, at yet because I want to spend more time with her. But I know how important it is for us to have that time and stuff like that. But, um... Jose has some Bible verses that we found to... Well, because the priority, the way it should go, is God is, of course, our first priority. And then your marriage, and then all else. 
And so we uh, found some Bible verses to, to back this up. Yeah, so Deuteronomy uh, 6.5 says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Uh, Ephesians 5.25 uh, says, uh, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians 5.22 says, Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. And that just you know, shows you with Deuteronomy that you should put God above all else. Above all He's else. Number one, number one priority. Which it's, it's hard to do at times, especially with your, your spouse, because your spouse is uh, physically here, you know, and stuff like that. And so it's easy sometimes to put your spouse ahead of God. But, I mean, that's something for another show, really, yeah. to talk <laughs> about. But, I mean, it's just... And then, you know, after that it says, husbands should love your wives as Christ loved the church. Mm-hmm. You should, I mean, that's, boom. Sacrificing. God, Christ loved God, then he loved the church. He loved, you know, that's, that's what he wants. He wants. It, it is sacrificing. Yeah. And then women submit your husbands as to the Lord. Again, second. So when you become married, you know, that's, you're one unit. You're now one. So your marriage is now second place to God. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you've, you've made a child, maybe. And then that's third. That's right. tertiary. You know, that's, that's the next... Yeah. Right, tertiary? I don't know. That sounds about right. That's, look that up. <laughs> uh, that's that's third, and then everything else falls into place, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, those are some Bible verses to back that up. And I mean, when you when you put God first in your life, you know, it just everything flows down mm-hmm. through that. It flows through your marriage, makes your marriage stronger, which then flows to your children, flows to your friends, work, to your career, everything. yeah, everything. And you know, so the main thing that we we suggest is to find time daily and while we're not perfect at always doing that and there's definitely times that we say okay this week because you started a new semester of school uh we're gonna kind of skip out on it this week then we get straight back into it the next week because we know how important it is now i know other people find time to do date nights you know once a week or or what have you and and I think date nights are fantastic, and it's something that we're not the greatest <laughs> at, at doing, all. or what have you. But I would also caution you to not use a date night as an excuse, or I, well, it's it's not like hey, we had our date night this week, we're good. Yeah, you know, or I've, I've talked to different people, and they're like, well, we have date nights every week, you know, and that's great. I think. I mean, I wish we had date nights every week, but honestly, we don't trust a lot of people with our kid, so that's our own fault. Um, <laughs> something we need to yeah, care about. something we need to work on, right? And um, just having a date night, I mean, that's great, and that's terrific, but are you really getting that quality time? Because I know that I can go out with Julian, we have a good time, but are we really getting that quality time that we have every day where we're discussing things, we're really talking about stuff, and we can focus on each other and, and our feelings? Know, sounds, that sounds a little hokey, but... But it's true, and... Honestly, I think it makes a big impact on my heart that you take the time, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, to stop what you're doing and show me that I'm important that day. And you do that every day. Yeah. And that's a big thing. Because honestly, date nights on a regular basis, whether they're a week or every other week, they're planned out. You're ready for them. That's, that's, it's easy in a way. It's, it is. I mean, it's hard for us. Because, I mean, it's easy for but, us to say it's easy because we don't actually do it. But yeah, but it se- it seems easier than doing it every day. <laughs> right. Right. You know. I mean, if, yeah. If yeah, all we had was a date night every week and we didn't have to do it every day, that's a little easier, you know. Yeah. Definitely. So maybe that's why we don't do date nights maybe. because we have we spend every day with each other. We don't need a night, but you know, yeah. I still think they're I think they're important too. They though. they definitely are important. 
Um, oh, the other thing we wanted to talk about was uh, that you don't want to take on things that don't allow you time for your marriage. Learning to say no. Yes. To things, but say yes to your marriage. Which that can even include service opportunities at church or things that really seem like they're important. Jose uh, goes to school while he works. He's he's um, yeah. going to school part time, and one of the things that we discussed when you were just starting to look into going to school was that while school is super important and we were very excited about this, God and and our marriage could not come second to it. So Or a child. Or a child, <laughs> right. And so you have made a very good, amazing effort to make sure that it doesn't interrupt our lives more than it needs to. I mean, there's time when you're studying for tests and stuff like that, but for the most part... Um, you do all that stuff after Audrey goes to bed and, and stuff like that. So I just think, you know, while there's things that, that guys or, or even the wives do that will benefit your marriage and, and will benefit your household, you still can't let that take priority over your marriage. Does that make sense, no, what it, I'm saying? No, definitely. I mean, even like, like Joe was saying, service opportunities. I mean, if you're consistently serving away from your spouse... right then you're, that's just time you're taking away. And, and it's very important. And if you've talked to... I mean, that's something you have to talk and discuss about. That's why before I went to school, we talked and discussed it. Right. Because it was a positive thing for our family, but there had to be some boundaries and some ground rules down because I didn't... I personally... I mean, I'm the one that brought it up because I didn't want it to take over mm-hmm. my family and take over things. So I said, you know, before I do any schoolwork, before I do anything, we're going to have... You know, Audrey's going to have her time where I lay her down. Then we're going to have our time when we talk. And then after that, I'm going to make time to do school. Right. And honestly, when you go about things that way, you'll find that God gives you time to do everything yes. you need to do. It's amazing. He'll give you the time. It's amazing. He really does. And then one thing I remember we did in small groups one time was they had us realize where our priorities were um, by uh, kind of categorizing how much time we spent in certain activities, whether it was our job or our kids or worrying about money or church activities. Like how many or, hours you spent. Yeah, kind of do like something. a pie chart type mm-hmm. thing. And, you know, seriously sit down and try to think of how much time you actually spend on these things. And that's going to show you where your priorities actually lay. And you're going to say to my, yourself, not myself, you're going to say to yourself. You're going you're gonna to call up Julie and ask her, hey, <laughs> what does this gonna mean? You're going to say yourself, well, you know, for y'all that work out there. Um, and, and for us stay-at-home moms, a majority of my life is spent in my career. And, hey, you know, I mean, and, that, and that's that's definitely true, you know, because, I mean, I, I did that little chart, and I think I was spending a lot more time at work at that time. Yeah. And a lot more time, like, watching TV and playing video games and not time with the family. You know, I had to flip that and make the pie chart for the family a lot more of my percentage. Yeah, and while work does maybe take out 40, 50, 60 hours a week or what have you, then look at that uh, other part of the week and make sure that the other things like God and your your wife and your family are are taking up the rest of it. So that's just a... A nice little and, thing to and look it, at. And it is difficult. You know, yes. We don't want to say oh that you just, this is, hey, <laughs> this is a silver bullet in the marriage. Boom, it's easy to do. It's difficult. I mean, it's a challenge that it's you have to. It's something we struggle with yeah. consistently. I mean, we constantly, it's kind of like a diet. You you get gung-ho to do it, and 
and you jump into it and you're doing great with it for like two months, maybe if you're lucky and you lose so much weight and then life gets busy or something happens and you stop. An apple pie falls in your lap. Yes. Well, that would not affect me because I don't like apple oh. pie, but. <laughs> a, a double moist chocolate cake falls in your lap. <laughs> What are you trying to say? I'm just, um, you like chocolate anyway. cake. <laughs> and so um, it's the same with, with, with a diet. You know, don't kick yourself if you fall off of it. Um, but we definitely see a difference when we consistently communicate and consistently get to, to have that time together. Well, it's about, it's about being, you know, it's where your heart lies and what, what your heart is, is reaching for. Because... Mm-hmm. You know, you could try, try really hard, but if you're just doing it just to appease the other person, yeah, and and not really because you really want to, mm-hmm. you just it's for you and your spouse. It's just like man, because I used to go through that. I used to be like, hey, if, if Julie's happy, yeah, then I'm happy. You sure did. And that's sure what I did. that was my saying. Like I'd go to work and be like, hey, Julie's happy, I'm happy. I'd do everything, and she I mean she would just be happy, and it would it would kill me inside because I'm like, what about me? What about me all the time? And it was so I was so selfish. And so angry most of the time. Now it's like, yeah, I do a lot of things for yeah. you, but because I want to do those things for you, I just yeah. When you're doing, when you're living your life for someone else, that's codependency, which is something we can talk about in another show as well, because that's something you and I have both struggled with. So um, we're gonna try to do every. Stop making that face. Why did it make a face? Okay, so every podcast, we're going to try to come up with a tip of the week for you. And our tip of the week this week is um, something that we really hold dear to our hearts, and it's a couples meeting, <laughs> which I know kind of sounds a little excessive. Okay, so it's a meeting that you have We ring weekly. a bell, actually, and it goes, couples meeting! No, I mean, ding, 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 excessive ding, ding. in the sense that it's like, well, we've talked every night. <laughs> And now you want us to have a couples meeting every week? Well, and what what are we going to have to talk about? A lot of stuff. And the, the point of the, we got the couples meeting from um, actually going to counseling, yes. marriage counseling. Like we're in a little off tangent here because marriage counseling very important. We are big proponents of marriage counseling or any it's kind like of a any, any it's kind like of counseling a period. For your ca- How about that? Car or anything, it's a checkup for your marriage. Yeah. I mean, it's And a great if thing. if you can find a really good uh, therapist or counselor, someone that can help you just talk through things or deal through things or just see another side of stuff that you never you don't think about cuz you're you're in it, you know what I mean? And you kind of you kind of let a third person come and look at it and say, "Look, here's some facts." Do with what you want. They don't pressure you to do anything. Mm-mm. They give you tools, and if you use them, use them. If you don't, hey, you're just giving them money for no reason. That's the way my counselor told me, and it was like, okay. So he came up with this concept about having a meeting um, on a regular basis where you were free to talk. Voice grievances or anything like that, because at this time in our marriage, we had a lot of issues with each other. And sometimes I was bombarding Jose Every night when he came home with different things that had been nagging me through the day and stuff like that. Through the month. Yes. We all, and we all know about that. I mean, it's, 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 it's not just women or anything like that. It's men do it too. We, pend, we hold on to grieve, error, things we're mad about, things, whatever, and it's like we don't want to tell the other person because we don't want to cause an argument or we don't you want don't to deal with it. It's with a it. good yeah, time you and, you know, they just came home from work and they're tired and exhausted and maybe you don't want to jump on top of them for that and stuff like that. So he said, you know... You know, write those things down that you that bug you throughout the week, or just make a mental note of it, 
and know that, and ours is Sunday night, mm-hmm. you know, it's the end of the week and the beginning of the week at the same time. And in our couples meeting, we just, we say, what was, um, what was your high, high this week and what was your low this week? And we're open, transparent. We say, you know, if there's something that you struggled with, some kind of sin, that's maybe a low point that we talk about or just being plain lazy or anything like that. And it also lets you look back at your week and, and, and really remember, remember, no matter what kind of mood you're in at that day, remember the really good times because we talk about the high points. And I, I get to remember a trip we went to the zoo or how fantastic the other day was mm-hmm. or this or that. Or you get to talk about good things that your it spouse really did. It really makes you appreciate your life, too. Exactly. But, the, oh, the point of going into this meeting is you're both going into it with this open heart of receiving possible criticism and not being defensive and about not it. being defensive bringing down those guards because when these things are sprung on you throughout the week it's easy to go into defense and attack mode yeah. but when you go into this couples meeting it's easy to just be like okay well we're gonna talk about this and you're you're just ready for it yeah. and, and, so and you don't know what's gonna be said you don't know what yeah. the other person is gonna say but you know that if they have something you're gonna be you're, you knew that was coming, this meeting was here, you sit down, and you may not like hearing what they're saying, but it's not. It's different when you're, you it's get home from work. It's easier to receive it. Yeah, it's, it's different when you get home from work, and it's like, hey, this is not done, and I was mad about something a week ago. It's like, okay. And then it lets you resolve stuff within that same week, which is big, too, because it doesn't go past, most of the time, doesn't go past that week. Right. You know? Well, and the big thing for me was, like, when I would get upset with you over something in the middle of the week, before we had the couples meeting, I was it would fester. Mm-hmm. You know, it would sit inside of me, fester, and then everything you did would add on to that, into this huge snowball of anger towards you. You know, and um, now when that we have the couples meeting, I I make a side note that I need to talk to you about this, and it is filed away. I don't have to fester about it. I know that I'm going to have a moment to talk to you about it, and it's going to be resolved one way or another, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, that has really taken a lot of stress off of me. You know, I think women, we we are analytical creatures, and so it's easy for us to just kind of replay these things over and over in our minds. So that's a great way to kind of set that aside and say, okay, this is the time we're going to get to talk. And it's also a time that we use to... Um, kind of map out our next week, what things we want to get done, or maybe some changes we want to make into our schedule, or Or just anything. The big thing, too, is that, you know, when we talk about grievances, I don't know, that's a weird word to use, but I don't know. Yeah. But, like, just some some issue you had. I like saying, some issue you had with your spouse. Right. You know, you didn't do this, you don't want to be accused of (laughs) something, but... Hey, but you, but that's the point. You, you can be like, hey, this didn't happen. It made me feel this way. Yeah. You know, and then it's not, that's the end of it. It's how are we going to fix that? Yes. Not necessarily, you have to change. Maybe I have to change. Right. If I had the grievance, maybe I have to change. But let's, let's work on it right now. And we come up with things, well, how are you going to change this behavior right. through the next week? You know, what are you going to start doing? You know, we plan something out. We make a plan and we we'll say, we'll visit it next week. Mm-hmm. And that's important because now you have a plan to go out. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some kind of resolution on it. And if it continues, you talk about it again exactly. until it doesn't continue anymore. And it's that's the way it should work. You know, you talk about... I mean, it's kind of the same thing as, like, when you have a job and you have... Um, performance review. Yeah. That's a weekly performance review of our marriage. It is. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. And it's just 
making sure that you're successful in it. Exactly. And, that, and that's and that's the good thing we've, you know, you get to this point. It's not from the beginning. You get to the no, point yeah, where you're it's like. definitely not from the beginning. <laughs> those it first was, couple it, meetings are going to be a little rough. Depending on the situation. They're, they're going to be a little rough, trust Plus me. Plus, it's a little awkward. It's like, yeah. oh, what are we talking about? Exactly. But, yeah. It's going to be rough. But <laughs> but now it's it's like, it's not that I'm coming up with the stuff to hurt you. No. Or to, to be angry. It's more of like, I want you to be the best person that you can be every exactly. day. Exactly. And, you want me and to be I the actually best look forward to these meetings. I look forward now to the criticisms or anything like that because I know that you're coming at it with a loving heart and with this like I just want to help and you know, I notice that this is something that you can do to make yourself better. And I do the same thing for you and it's just it's just really good. Like that's why God gave us spouses. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jose does the things that he does that annoy me because God knew that I had some faults in me that Jose could bring out, yeah. you know, and, and same for me. I mean, I have faults and, and it, or, you know, yes, whatever. I have faults. Yes. You have faults. Say, you look, have Look faults. how she said that. You have faults. <laughs> that, you know, I can assist no. with. And I mean, if anybody works or has had a job out there, you, how does it feel when you're not being told how good of a job you're doing. Right. And you have no clue. You just aimlessly like, well, I must be doing a good job. And that's, I think that's like, Mm -hmm. that's the Mm -hmm. way marriages work. It's like, I mean, not every marriage, of course, but that's the way our marriage worked before. It was like, I'm doing a great job. We have a great marriage. Right. There's no problems because we're not talking about them. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not talking about your problems, you don't have any, you know, and that's the way we, I know we felt that way. And I know we thought our communication was solid and man, we had a great marriage. It has a like. A very extended shelf life. Right. We're good to go. And then, you know, we just realized over the past couple of years that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not something you set up in a, in, a, in a freezer and say, well, it'll be good for the rest of these years. Yeah. You have to examine it every day, take it out, keep it fresh, and yeah. just keep doing things that, you know, maybe the couple's meeting doesn't work for you. But you got to find something. Right. Maybe meeting every day, doing a devotional doesn't work for you. But you got to find something right. that you can do together. And it could be a fun thing. It doesn't have to be devotional or this and that and we like to incorporate that in our lives but right. maybe you want to go biking maybe you want to I don't want to go biking but maybe you want to go biking <laughs> um, you just want to do something together that engages you as a couple you right. know it can't just be watching a movie together it can't, yeah, it can't even just be like biking that. either it's yeah. more of like biking but then we stop somewhere and we talk yeah you know it has to be engaging like that yes yes so. engaging is definitely important and so every week we have a couples meeting we talk over the, through our week it's kind of a checkup for our marriage. It's it's a performance evaluation, and we think it's a very good way to talk every week. And that's what we did before we met every day. Mm-hmm. We did a couples meeting every week, so that might be a good jumping point. Yeah, I definitely agree. With, with couples date meeting nights. is a great start. Yeah, and then that'll allow you to map out your week and, and plan your week. And I think planning weeks, a lot of people don't do that. We didn't do it, and we're not that great at it now. But I think that's a. It's definitely, it you know, it gives you an idea of what to expect for the week ahead. Exactly. And it, that's just easier to deal with. So we want to leave you with a, a question. We want to, we honestly want to know what are some interesting ways that y'all find time to spend. Interacting or, with your mate. Yeah. I mean, what are things that you do? Because, I mean, we gave you our couple suggestions, but we would definitely love some yeah. more and stuff like that. But what do you do to, to find that little special moment with your, your mate? Are there any... 
I don't know, any devotionals that you would suggest or just any questions that you ask your mate maybe yeah. that really brings out a really good conversation or anything like that. Maybe a little game that you play. With yeah, I mean, Connect just four. any of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, Yahtzee. <laughs> Leave your responses uh, on the comments on this blog post. Yes, please. And we'll, uh, we'll definitely respond to you. So Yeah, you can uh, tweet us, Facebook us, Email us. All that information is in the blog. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. Yes, and please, please come back. Error. <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs>